tuned into Tax Time, our monthly podcast covering the main tax developments in Ireland. My name is Kim Doyle, Tax Director with Grant Horton, and I am your host. Today we're discussing the COVID-19 support schemes and the key changes that have been brought in to assist businesses dealing with the impacts of COVID-19. Brexit and the impacts and the key actions we've been discussing recently with businesses are also on the agenda today. We will also be discussing how businesses undertaking research and development, or R&D, may avail of a valuable tax relief and we will provide some key insights into potential challenges for these businesses in 2021. I am joined today by my colleague James McMahon, Tax Director and R&D Specialist with Grant Horton. We are delighted you can join with us today. Before we hear, hear James' insights into R&D, I will discuss the topic of COVID-19 support schemes, specifically those schemes administered by the Irish Revenue. I will provide key points and some reminders that should be top of mind when considering availing of these schemes, or reviewing your ongoing eligibility. Our dedicated COVID-19 supports team here in Grant Horton have been very busy this month, advising many businesses on the schemes available to support them in dealing with the impacts of COVID-19. Really such supports have become more vital in the last couple of weeks, considering the nationwide lockdown and the return to level five restrictions at the end of December. The first of the schemes that has been top of the agenda for many discussions with businesses has been the current wage subsidy scheme. Officially known as Employment Wage Subsidy Scheme, or more commonly known as the EWIS. This scheme is in operation since the 1st of September 2020. However, for 2021, there are two key changes that need to be borne in mind. The first of these is the eligibility criteria. So essentially for employers to be eligible for the scheme since the 1st of January 2021, it's all based on a 30% reduction in turnover or customer orders or some other basis that is reasonable. The 30% decline is based on looking at the period 1 January 2021 to 30th of June 2021 and comparing this six month period as a whole with the same period in 2019. For many businesses having to calculate, calculate you know, the six months or certainly at this stage now five months in advance and do these projections can be tricky and for some it is, is a lot of concern. The other key change for 2021 is around the subsidy rates. The enhanced rates that were in place in December 2020 were due to expire at the end of this month. However, the Minister for Finance announced earlier that these revised rates will remain in place until the end of March 2021. The next scheme that has been top of many discussions is around the TWSS, or more officially known as the Temporary Wage Subsidy Scheme. This is really the old um, wage subsidy scheme that was in place until the end of August 2020. The big news here is around the tax liabilities arising on TWSS payments to employees. The reason why it's so topical now is that on the 15th of this month, Revenue issued what are known as preliminary end of year statements to all employees via my account. These statements essentially set out any tax liabilities arising on the TWSS amounts that employees would have received. For some employees, they will have a tax liability now arising and there are different options to satisfy this tax liability. One of the options available is employers may actually pay this liability on behalf of their employees. And the key point here is that revenue have confirmed that no benefit in kind or an additional tax charge will arise where the employers make these payments on behalf of employees. There are certain terms and conditions to be satisfied for this BIK concession to apply. And there's also some calculations and a bit of work involved. The third of the schemes is around debt warehousing. And the big question of the last couple of days is whether this scheme is still available in 2021. Revenue confirmed earlier this month that the debt warehousing scheme continues in operation. The terms and conditions are the same. 
the I suppose key point around debt warehousing scheme is that for those businesses to fall within revenues SME criteria, they automatically qualify, but larger businesses must apply for access to the scheme. The last or the fourth, I suppose, of the COVID-19 support schemes that are being administered by revenue is what's known as the COVID restriction support scheme, or maybe also more commonly known as the CRIS. Now, this was introduced back in October 2020 and is due to expire at the end of March. This CRIS allows um, qualifying businesses to avail of a cash payment from revenue to help them continue with their operations. Again, terms and conditions apply. Um, there's eligibility criteria that must be satisfied and a claim must be made to revenue. During the last four and a half years, Brexit has been ingrained in any business discussions and decisions, often with a large degree of uncertainty. Brexit and the predicted and now realised impacts on Irish businesses continues to dominate discussions and many of our calls with businesses and clients. The four key pieces of advice that have been top of our discussions lately with businesses are review contracts, consider any reliefs available. Often the reliefs can lessen the administrative and registration obligations on businesses. Review supply chains. It may be possible to simplify or improve the supply chain from a VAT perspective through careful management. And the fourth is to stay alert to change. Monitor the situation on an ongoing basis. All is evolving with Brexit and not areas are all the same and encompass the same. So moving on now to the topic of research and development, I'm joined by my colleague, James McMahon, tax director and our R&D tax specialist in Grant Thornton. Hi, James. Can you tell us what relief is available for any businesses undertaking research and development activities? And really, what type of businesses would be undertaking these type of activities? Hi, Kim. Uh, thanks very much for, for the question. Um, R&D tax credits are effectively a 25% tax credit on qualifying expenditure here in Ireland. So if you have a project, a qualifying project and, and, and qualifying expenditure of 400,000 euros, you can get a qualifying um, R&D tax credit of 100,000 euros by way of a tax credit uh, for, for the company. Um, you can use that tax, cre tax credit to reduce the corporation tax liability for the company or get it by way of a cash refund. Um, in, in terms of the type of clients we work with, uh, we work with a lot of uh, software companies, pharmaceutical companies, food and beverages, engineering companies. Um, so we, we, we work across all the, the, the industries and, and, and they're all qualifying industries for, for claiming R&D tax credits. Um, I, I suppose at the moment we, we've seen a huge uptick in software companies um, claiming the R&D credits. Um, you know, there's a lot of new platforms and, and, and products being developed here in Ireland in, in the IT sector and, and that's a great space to be in for claiming R&D tax credits. In terms of how we can help then we, re we review and, and, and look at the science test and the accounting test for the client so that in the event of a revenue audit or aspect query they have all the questions uh, answered and, and well prepared and to make sure that they're, they're in line with revenue guidance. I suppose back to the, the topic of COVID-19 and considering the ongoing impacts of COVID-19 on, on many businesses, um, what in your experience has changed in terms of the type of work you are doing with, with businesses in this area? And also maybe, you know, what is your experience of revenues administration or operation of the R&D regime in Ireland now considering COVID-19 impacts? Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting one, Kim, um, in that previously, if, if we had gone back 12 months ago, I would have said that there's a high level, of, there's a high possibility that a company will get audited on the science test first. So that would be whether or not you actually are carrying out R&D in Ireland. 
However, in the past 12 months, because it's more difficult to get out to client sites site and, and, and investigate the actual R&D that's been carried out, I feel that revenue have changed their focus somewhat in, in that they're looking um, at the accounting test in far more detail because it's a little bit more like a normal corporation tax audit in that you can send in invoices and you can look at documentation and things. So we've we've seen a lot more um, queries around the accounting tests, which is fine, but the, the issue that we find with clients is that because the guide, guidelines have changed so much over the past five years, excluding certain expenditure and including other expenditure, we do have some clients who may have got through a revenue audit two, three years ago, fine, got questioned again and had been claiming the same type of expenditure, but they've fallen foul of the new guidelines since then. So that that tends to, because revenue are focusing in on the accounting test, that tends to come to a head now that's, that people that and com- companies um, that, that aren't aware of the changing landscape around R&D tax credits um, are getting caught out a little bit in that. So I guess that's happened. Uh, that's the biggest change in the last 12 months in, in how revenue are are policing this and, and enforcing it. A similar change then is the rental expenses. So um, historically rent um, would have been claimed by numerous companies as part of uh, qualifying expenditure um, for R&D tax credit purposes. However, revenue changed their guidance in the middle of in the middle of last year. So to, to, to reflect their opinion that rent should not be allowed and as an allowable expense expenses part of R&D tax credits. So I guess, you know, if, if, if there's companies or finance finance directors or CEOs or f- founders of, of businesses out there who have previously claimed um, R&D tax credits and feel that they're comfortable with it, I think rent is a good example of where, you know, revenues focus has changed or their their guidance guidance has changed. And I think it's always good to kind of get a, a checkup on, on R&D tax credit claims again, if you haven't in a while because of these changes. Certainly, I, I can imagine it's very difficult for businesses to navigate and deal with the many rule changes. And as you said, there's a lot of issues. And then for, for you as an advisor and your team, you know, to keep on top of them, which I know, you know, certainly you're, you're well ahead of everyone and you have the key insights into what's going on on the ground. Um, is, it, is it worth, I suppose, the fact that this whole area of the rent that you've specifically highlighted and, and generally guidance, I suppose that's something that would need to be monitored or is it something that's kind of bottomed out now and, and that's the final position? Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's still in a state of flux, Kim, um, in that the guidance notes changed in the summer of 2020. Um, but there was no change in le- in legislation, um, and I guess it caused quite a few difficulties with practitioners and companies alike um, in how you can advise a client who had been claiming rent as an expense for years and had gone through revenue audits, and then suddenly there's been a change in approach. Um, so there would have been uh, this would have been highlighted to revenue um, at that stage. So at the end, end of the summer, I think a lot of people would have flagged it with revenue by then. And and we've had some correspondence with revenue and from talking to different practitioners that, that it still seems to be in somewhat of a state of flux as to whether or not rent is allowed for R&D tax credit purposes. But I guess at the, at the moment, the position is revenue's guidance has, has said it, it is to be excluded. But it is something that may change in, in Q1 of 2021 when we get some more confirmation from revenue. 
certainly one area then we'd be all keeping a watch on and I'm, I know you and your team will certainly be keeping a close eye then on on that position around rent just thinking ahead then to the future you know is there any kind of future changes or, or issues that you can see coming down the line yeah I mean a big, a big one there Kim would be and, and if if any of the listeners are listening in they might have might have seen a 30 percent tax credit around R&D tax credits the 30% tax credit for, was introduced for small and micro companies here in Ireland, and that was to encourage the indigenous businesses to claim a, a greater percentage of credits. And when it comes to R&D, um, I believe it was brought in, in in Finance Bill 2019, and it was awaiting ministerial commencement order, uh, order sign-off. Uh, and it still is, I suppose, that's the position that we're in. So if, if any of the listeners are listening and, and, and may have read about this 30% credit for smaller micro companies, it's it's out there. It was, it, it, was, it was mentioned in the finance bill, but it just hasn't been brought in to be applied to companies just yet. But I think we are hopeful this year at some stage we'll get we'll get updated revenue guidance notes, which will uh, which which may outline when this commencement order will be signed, um, but that that's a big change. I think that will come, and it would be a big benefit to to smaller micro companies here in Ireland. So another one to keep a watch on then the, yeah. the area of the thirty percent credit for smaller micro companies. I suppose just lastly, James, because we we haven't yet touched on it, is the whole area of the knowledge development box or the KDB, as it's sometimes known as. You know, what's your thoughts um, on that, or how how is it working on the ground for, for businesses? Yeah. So, so just to give you a quick summary on what the KDB is, the Knowledge Development Box, it's effectively um, a six a six point two five percent tax rate on qualifying income or qualifying income from a specified trade. So, in order to qualify for this reduced corporation tax rate or effective rate, um, the company would need to incur under, and, and undertake R and D uh, development, so research and development, quite. Similar to the, the the criteria set out for claiming research and development tax credits, so they'd have to carry out R and D. The R and D then would have to be patented and protected. Um, so you'd have to get a patent then on that. So you've you you the R and D has effectively created an asset, um, which is the patent and the IP that has been developed. And then from there, then you need to create a specified trade. So that's effectively a separate P and L. So income and expenditure that. That, that's allocated towards that IP that has been developed. And then the, the profits from that specified trade is taxed at 6.25%. I, I suppose the idea around the KDB is that whilst the R&D tax credits are a way of encouraging companies to undertake R&D pre-commercialization, we didn't have anything to support the commercialization of that IP yeah, then going forward. You know the UK has the patent box and has the patent box for a number of years, and 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 various other European jurisdictions have their own um, offering of what the KDB is to Ireland. So Ireland brought it in then anyway, um, and it's a 6.25% effective tax rate. In terms of an uptick in it, or, or how many companies are availing of it, there's been very few. Kim, um, I I think it's quite cumbersome. The legislation is difficult. The guidance notes are difficult um, you know even if you have quite clearly R&D taking place and you've been claiming R&D tax credits and then you quite clearly have the patent you know how how do you allocate profits and, and expenses towards that IP and and then you know that that gives you the profit um, on the KDB trade so that it's, it's quite a difficult area and until 
there's some more guidance provided by revenue, I think it will remain um, a difficult area for, for clients to engage in. But, but I, I, from speaking to revenue and, and going through KDB audits with companies, revenue are keen to make this work. And that's been quite clearly um, communicated to us as practitioners. But I think 2021, I'm hoping there'll be some more guidance issued to us to allow us to work. And, and I think that's the position. So, you know, again, any listeners out there, if you undertake R&D and, and have IP, I think it's something that they should definitely be looking at. Thanks a million, James, for, for that update and key insights into the R&D regime in Ireland. So that's it for today. Um, tune into our Tax Time podcast next month, where we'll be discussing the latest tax developments and those issues that may affect your businesses. If you need more in the meantime, visit our website where you'll find many fact sheets and insights into topics we've discussed today. Thank you. Thank you.